Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hello, Mike. D- Dave. Ah, nuts. I forgot to tell you I can't make it this And Tori. Hello, Internet. We start every week with, I don't know. I don't know what we start with, but Craig does it. Uh, I believe we start with a good thing. Would you like to talk about the good thing? Let's good. All right, guys. Um, So my good thing for this week is a video game. Uh, I don't remember if I mentioned it on here, but it came out a couple weeks ago, and it's called Plate Up. Wait, it's actually called Plate Up! Exclamation point. So Plate Up! That's a baseball game. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Plate Up is in the genre of Overcooked, if you might have played that, which is a, a hectic co-op kitchen disaster type game where you're trying it's to my put, real plates, life. put plates and stuff together uh, to serve customers. But in Plate Up, there is uh, Rook-like elements added to it, which, in my opinion, makes it a much better game. Um, so you have your restaurant and... You get to do a day where a number of customers will arrive. Um, but it's, it's the same sort of idea. The customers will come in. You have to have uh, someone act as a server uh, to, to take their order. And then the cook has to make the order. And then someone has to bring it out. And then they leave dirty dishes. So someone has to clean that up. So you got to talk to the customers, deliver plates, clean dishes, work uh, in the kitchen. So lots of different activities to do. The idea is that you get together with a couple of friends and you play it. Um, I have not tried it single player. Apparently, you can play single player, but I have played it with uh, friends. We've done three, four players, and it is a blast because you get to yell at each other like, why didn't you make that potato salad, whatever? No, it's it's like my real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, like I said, there's roguelike elements. So at the end of each day, you actually get a number of upgrades, uh, things you can purchase for your your establishment that might help you do some of your activities in some way. Um, There's also branching paths. So for example, you might have a pizza shop. So you start with just making cheese pizza, but eventually you'll get a choice. Do you want to make the mushroom pizza or would you like to just start making fries instead? So it's like a different choice. You have to do one or the other. Um, Some are more challenging than others. So uh, it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. I think it's, decently cheap it's like 15 bucks on steam uh that's us dollars um it is currently in early access but it is a wait no isn't it early? it might not be in early access do not quote me on that part of it anyway it's a lot of fun if you ever played overcooked highly recommended if you've never played overcooked uh maybe just one out so yeah it is called plate up all right dave your turn to do a thing Oh, man. My good thing this week is probably the best cartoon to come out of Disney Channel slash Disney XD besides Phineas and Ferb. And it's it's pretty close to Phineas and Ferb. If it ran longer, then it probably would have reached Phineas and Ferb levels. I am talking about Disney's Fillmore. Uh, so do you guys remember being in middle school and you had like the crossing guards? Or safety patrol, where they had like the orange sash, like it would be students. Like it would be students that would help like the younger kids cross the street. They kind of like did a thing. Well, you know what I'm talking about? 
like the safety patrol. Yeah, like yeah. Student. All right, so imagine like they're the safety patrol, but actually they're detectives. So like it's a it's like a cop show that takes place in middle school, and the cops are twelve and thirteen year old glorified crossing guards. It's the safety patrol. And they've got, like, the chief character, the, like, comic relief photographer, and the two main characters voiced by, I believe, Danny Glover and Tara Strong. So really good voice talents there as well. And even in the first episode, they they did a, leaned pretty heavily into a parody of Silence of the Lambs. They're looking for a a vandal who drew on the bathroom stalls with a marker. So they've got this this other like former vandal that's like locked up in high security to try to pick his brain and get his advice on like where he thinks the person will strike next. So it's it's a the the show is a true joy and the, the really great thing about it is that it takes itself way too seriously. It's just like they're just kids in middle school, like solving the most mundane middle school problems. But they go like above and beyond over the top, just pretending that it's the most serious crime drama ever. And that's where a lot of the humor is derived. It's great. Disney's Fillmore. Okay. With an exclamation point. I've never heard of this before, but I looked up the IMDb because I was curious about Danny Glover doing an animated show. And it's actually Orlando Brown. Oh, okay. It's it is Tara Strong though. That part I was sure. I should have looked it up first. It is. Tara I knew it was Strong, somebody. Yes. I knew it was somebody I heard of. Isn't that no? Danny Glover is the guy from Die Hard. Yeah. Okay. No. No. Danny Glover's or, or from Le- Lethal Weapon. Oh, Orlando Brown is the guy from the Seven Up commercials. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know that I've seen anything this guy's done to like uh, identify him from it. A lot of voice work. But it's work. Tara Strong. <laughs> Well, now I look like an idiot, but this show is great. You should all check it out. All right. I think it's my turn now. Uh, my good thing this week is, have I done these yet? The The Cradle Books by Will White. Did I mention these before? The, the ones that were free? Yeah. You have done that before, but you're welcome to talk about it again. Okay. Well, I've finished the series as much as has been written now, and it's amazing. Real big fan. It is, uh, it's called Pro- it's a genre called progression fantasy, where there are, like, very defined levels of advancement for, for the characters. It's very video gamey, um, and it's all magical kung fu, and it's great. And minor spoiler for starting in book four, there are kaiju. That's it. That's, that's all I wanted to say about it. Um, apparently, the first nine books are very frequently free, uh, definitely when a new book comes out. Like, when book 12 comes out, the first nine will be almost certainly free again. So, yeah. Easy to easy to get. Quick reads. Very fun. Can recommend. Cradle by Will White. So, Tori? Neat. Okay, I know we already talked about Sandman up in here. But wait, there's more. No, literally, there's more. A new episode dropped on Friday. Uh, so, this is some of the... Um, like standalone issues of the comics they took two of those uh calliope and dream of a thousand cats and then they made uh just one episode that uh each of those takes up half of it and it's 
so good. You guys, I'm loving this show. So if you mm. haven't watched it already, when you do watch it, you get an extra episode. Yay. They just sort of dropped that on it. I have not seen them yet, but I am looking forward to it because I'm familiar, of course, with the with the actual stories. But uh, it is good. I almost thought about putting Sandman as my good thing again because it was it was really it's so well done, guys. It's so, so well done. Dream of a Thousand Cats is one of the best like little mini stories within yeah. within these. Uh, and then Calliope is like it introduces a character growth element that. I don't know why this wasn't part of, like, the full season original. I don't know why this was dropped the way it was. I'm very confused by this. I more Sandman. Yeah, that's the good part. I mean, yes, it's it's more Sandman. It's done very well. These This is a great episode. These are great stories. I'm just, like, how do you release the full season? And then two weeks later, here's another episode. Like, I what, don't know. What are you doing? I think they were originally going to do 11 episodes, but they wanted the full story arc first, maybe? I, I don't know. It is weird. No idea, but it was good. Uh, also, Dream of a Thousand Cats is animated, um, and I like that because there's no way they could have done it live action with because I, I hate those quote-unquote live action animal stories where all the animals are actually CG. Like, no, please don't. So... Animated was definitely the way to go, and it was gorgeous, and also so many big stars doing the voices, and every time I heard a voice I recognized, I, I squeed a little bit. Um, particularly, uh, Neil Gaiman has his cameo in that episode, and when I heard his voice, I was like, ah! So, super fun. <laughs> and David Tennant, he was great in that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's a thing that happens that means that I won't be rewatching that episode. So heads up oh, for yeah. that if you're a fan uh -huh. of, of cats. Oh my gosh, Just, I know exactly um, what you mean. There's there's yeah. some trauma there that that will be hitting you if you watch that yeah. episode. My my husband do, and I straight. watched it together, and uh, he was he was cussing during that part. He was oh no, he was he was upset. So um, again, if you've read the comics, you probably know which part we're talking about, but. Um, yeah, still good, though. Highly recommend. So after we do this part, then we do the next part, and it's Dave. Yeah, so I looked it up. Orlando Jones is the guy from the 7-Up commercials. Orlando Brown, I guess I know him from Fillmore. And now we do the spoiler section. Chapter oh. 4. That was spoiler, quick. Spoilers are on Craig, so Craig, take it yeah. away. Uh, I didn't oh, read man. the spoilers this week, so I think it's back to Dave. All right, chapter four, uh, Dawn Shard. We reading? Okay, thank you. By Brandon Sanderson. Tradition is stronger than soul cast wood. Do I need to remember all these Thalen names? Dwan and Kustled? Captain What's-Her-Face doesn't like Risen. Everyone seems overly excited to see the Windrunners. Captain is just jelly. Nikli is set on a hazing mission. Chicken cord on blue. Chapter five. No, you have to walk us <laughs> through what actually happened. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's see if I can remember those chapters. I think there's a boat. Is there a boat in this book? Yes, there most no, definitely no, is I'd, a boat. There's a I'd trading ship. Oh, it's ship. a ship. It's a ship. Yeah. Thalens would be upset at me using boat and ship. I apologize. So would my grandfather, <laughs> who was in the Navy. It's true. Ah, oh, man. So the tradition of sailors owns the ship, but... 
she doesn't kind of own the ship, and they also thought that the captain, Dr. Lawan, was going to own the ship. And then uh, Rock's daughter is here, and it turns out she can cook. I wonder where she learned that. And she and Rock both also learned it from Basher. Oh. I mean, he did come through the Horn Eater perpendicularity, right? Probably. I don't see him coming through honors. Yeah. Well, Azure came through there, so presumably she followed Basher to So is I'm trying to remember, is Cord Rock's first child? And I, was, I believe so. Was Rock a first child as well? He is no. absolutely not. Or he's a fourth or something. He, I remember he was like a child that he was like in he's a some third. sort of birth Thirds order that cooks. he wasn't a, he wasn't allowed to fight because of some birth order. Thirds are so the is, cooks. He so is, is Cord allowed to cook? He is currently a third. He wasn't always a third. Right, like Ender. But Ender was born to be a killer. Cord is the twin sister of Gif. It's pronounced Jif. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Navani's crew, the, the two Windrunners, which would be the Lopin and Chuyo, and also the Ardent Lady, and also Cord, who no one can explain why she's there, are there. And Nikolai is saying he's having trouble getting along with the crew. Well, we, and... we know why Cord's there. They don't know why Cord's there, but we know why Cord's there. Is she a Windrunner? She no, doesn't she... cook? No. She can see Spren. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She can cook Spren. Just wow. like in Breath of the Wild. I don't think can... they, any horn eater would cook a spren. Take that back, Dave. I'm saying she could, if it, if it were a, like a pepper spren, and, you know, its its whole identity was around making food more succulent. No, hang on. Like, you may be onto something, because if there are, if there are what's it, intoxication spren that only appear when you're really drunk, there are probably spicy spren that only turn up when you've eaten something really hot and then regret it the instant afterwards. Like, you know, when people are like, I dare you to lick this pepper and you try it. And then it's like one of those horrible ghost peppers and like your tongue is on fire. I bet there's a spren for that. There's a there's flavor spren, which look like Guy Fieri. <laughs> All right. So what happened in chapter four? A wander sale. Yep. Hey, you read this. I did not get a chance to read this week because I was camping. I will say that 50 pages of Dawn Shard is not equivalent to 50 pages of Oathbringer. Okay, that means you should be able to tell us more easily what happened. Yes, you should. Most of the chapter <laughs> is happen. most of the chapter is Risen trying to figure out why nobody on the ship likes her. Yep. And it's because Captain Dr. Lawan is jealous because... We need more vowels in that name, she man. Thought, I hate Thalen names. She thought Vistam was going to give her the ship, and so did her crew. That's why I like Risen's name, because it has a Y, and I can pronounce the Y. It's almost like Brandon purposely gave the important Thalen people easier names. Fen, I appreciate that. Even Vistam. Yep, Pretty all easy. the important Thalens. Fen. End of list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Risen's kind of important in this book. This is her book, I guess. As I, I guess now. Then you have to wonder: Did Brandon plan to write Dawnshard from the beginning? Because Risen was there. Risen has actually been in the series longer than Fen, hasn't she? I don't remember them ever mentioning yeah. Fen's yeah, name for the true. first two books. Maybe toward the end of the second book. 
So why give her such an easy-to-pronounce Thalen name unless you're going to write a book about it? He must have known. All right. According to a word of Brandon, this is before Rhythm of War, Brandon wants to have an interlude with Risen every book, though each book can only have so many interludes, and there may not always be a slots for her. So I think she was always a notable character, as in there was always a story okay. arc or something. So th- this is a This was in 2017. Interlude. When did Dawn Shark come out? Was it 2020? I'm trying to look up the, the date. Yeah, because I feel like this is before Dawn Shard came out, too. See, Dawn Shard novella came out. Yeah, you're right. 2020, November 5th, 2020. That was like last week. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So chapter four is Risen finding out why the captain's jealous. Her, the captain's brother seems kind of cool, though. And she's like, Nickley, you go ask that guy in the crow's nest about Sailor Spring. So they can haze you, and you can be one of their family. No, wait, All it's right. not—it's not a crow's nest because there's no birds. There, it was specifically something else. What was it? Lookout mast. Uh, no, I—I—I I, I, I remember. Oh, they didn't call it a crow's nest, but I. Sky eel, I, I thought. The eel's nest, maybe. Like the sky eel perch or something like that. That tracks. Speaking of which, uh, the copper mine reminds me that the sky eel. Thalen naval crews, uh, oh, the, they they were talking about their superstitions because the crew found their pet, Sky Eel, screeched dead. <laughs> Dustin Diamond. So that happened. That's important, right? Maybe. It's, it's important. Well, it's a bad omen. It's important. Yeah, it's important that it's a bad omen. So it's feeding into the sailor's superstition. The first of uh, what we'll see are uh, at least two bad omens. <laughs> It's okay. There's also Good Omens, which is a Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman book turned into a series for Amazon. All right. Anything else for Chapter 4? I'll take that 10 seconds of silence that'll be cut out as a no. Chapter 5. Risen's healer sounds like a typical truth watcher. Radiant Velopen teaches Risen how to get a, an advantage on social situations. Wheelchairs works, but Spanry <laughs> doesn't. Oh, that's so bad. Hover chair demonstration. Current helmsman is redundant because there's always a current on the ship, right? And Man, uh, Dark Souls. Dark Souls cast at the end. Dave, you don't five. play Dark Souls. Yeah, I beat it. I I killed the gargoyle. I won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one was hard. I though. got. I'll give you and that. the um and the and the other boss. I got, I rang the two bells. I opened the gate and that that and then won. That was the goal, to open the gate. True. Uh, yeah. How are we looking on uh, Chapter 5? Uh, very and heavy Really liked it. Yeah, he's pretty good. I still like Wayne better. But how many one-armed Tredazian jokes does Wayne know? Five. Probably a lot. And it seems like the kind of thing Wayne would know. If he's ever heard of a Herdazian. He probably taught all of the one-armed Herdazian jokes that the Lopen knows. He must have given them to Wit. And wit passed them along. Alright. Um so yeah, the Lopin and Risen. Pretty pretty fast pals. Uh I'd ship him. No one just ships the Lopin, man. It's hard to tell because he's, he's just he's really friendly ship, with though. everybody. He is on a ship. That's, That's true. Right. He has been shipped with Risen. It has happened. <laughs> so uh Navani's Ardent is here and she's showing Risen a demonstration on how certain Fabrials work, you know. Span reads work this way, where you have a dead spren that you bifurcate, and when you move one half, the other half moves along with it. 
but you can also tune them to move in the opposite direction, like the pulley systems I have where someone pushes down on a platform and elsewhere another platform goes up, and they've got many, many, many bifurcated dead sprint to achieve this. So, you know, this is the proposal is, uh, okay, so we could have your hover chair be connected to another chair that somebody has to push around, which seems fairly inconvenient. They would have to know which way that you want to move at all times. And also, the main point is that uh, Risen wants control of her situation, and this would not be the solution that she's looking forward to that end. And then at the end of this chapter, there's this big warning bell goes off because the crew has uh, seen evidence of somebody Dark Souls casting. And I think that's about it for chapter five. What else I got here? Uh, one small correction. They aren't dead spren. They're enslaved spren. Which uh, is better? Is so that they're better? Living by, they're living bifurcated spren. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fabrials are kind of messed up, yeah. Well, I guess it depends if you consider Sprint Sentient or not. I mean, it's like, is it better or worse than using a troll to pull a sleigh or something? I guess you don't have to cut the troll in half, though. These are valid questions. Yeah, I mean, I suppose certain Sprint are shown to have a will, like Honor Sprint, possibly others. Yeah, they're definitely the sentient Sprint. Like, there's no question that they're not. We, we've yeah, met but, some uh, of them in, in the... uh. Well, we went to the Cognitive Realm, so, yeah. Yeah, then, like, but, I don't know, like, maybe Flamespren aren't, so, I I wouldn't say necessarily that all Spren are sentient, but some of them definitely seem to be so, like, specifically because Sulfrena and Stormfather, right, uh, are shown to have wills that clash with other beings. I think that's a pretty surefire sign of sentience. I bet the spiciness Spren are sentient. Because they'd be laughing at us. And sneezing at us. Are they sneeze spren? Chapter 6. Knowing her father, Cord can probably cook the worms. Maybe the worms in the food are slicing and dicing Iameans. Is Nickly an obligator? The Lopin can just lash the worms into the air. GG. Hexy nomads. That sailor spren gag worked, I see. Really, is Nickly an obligator? Are the Radiants keeping secrets from Risen? Uh, and there's a little scene split here where we change perspective, so we'll cover this half first. Uh, yeah, so the, the uh, Dark Soul casting was they found worms in the food, and they don't believe they occurred naturally because they, they all appeared at once. They bought the food at separate times. They inspected everything before they brought it aboard, and suddenly they, there's some worms. So obviously it's the cause of some Dark Soul casting, and it's also a bad omen. And so Arisen remembers the training of her Babsk, and he specifically made her write down six different cultures that would buy food with worms in it, including this uh, these hexy nomads who are vegetarians but consider worms plants. So they're uh, they buy the food and sell them some some jerky, which they're vegetarians but they make jerky to trade to outsiders. Uh, I don't understand anything. Um, I mean, capybaras used to be fish, so there's precedent. I mean, I guess, I guess it's one thing. They're not. It's not like they're killing the animals for meat. They're the animals died from natural causes or whatever, and then they they cook them and preserve them to trade. So that I mean, that makes sense actually. They won't eat them themselves, but they're also not killing them in order to jerky them and sell them. 
So yeah, I get it. I do get them. All right. Uh, the the, the sailors. So yeah, Nickley's uh, all chummy with the crew now. Uh, he's not an obligator. Uh, we will find out why he has a bunch of tattoos all over his face at the end of this uh, chapter, though. And uh, Nickley comes up and he's like, you know, I saw I saw the team Radiant. That's I saw them over talking and saying, uh, you better not talk too loud or Risen will hear you. And then all of a sudden there's worms in the food and Risen's like, what are you implying? And Nikki Obligator's like, I'm not implying anything, just reporting what I've observed. And next scene is written from Nickley's perspective. Nickley turned off the body's sense of smell. Is he filling a tin mine? Nickley swarmed the sleeper. Alal Hawithador. Yulamazin likes the bondsmith. Humans are a fire that must be contained. Nickley has one. Has one what? <laughs> what the heck? You know what? I actually wrote these on my phone, and I think I was offline. So sync up with the cloud. So go ahead and start talking about uh, Dicey and I and me while I bring that up. Sure. We'll, we'll tell you everything about it from spoiler time. That way you'll know for the future. Yeah, but... Uh, one of the reasons that Nickley has all these tattoos is to cover the cracks, because he's a swarm boy. He's made up of Kremlings, but not really Kremlings. Oh, Nickley has one last plan. Okay. You know, before he has to go and murder all the people on the ship. It's always they're, good they're to gonna, have another gonna, plan before murder. <laughs> yeah, they're going to give him another chance to keep the people from approaching the uh, the crab planet. And then if that doesn't work, then they're going to have another vote and decide what to do next uh some of the crab swarm people are in favor of just having them show up at uh IMEA, so well i don't know we'll see and that's it for this week's chapters so what's up with yellow mason are they are they a person who is near dalinar are they just keeping an eye on things going going on and just all these guys like are the constantly anyway? All these guys are constantly keeping a million eyes on everything. Yeah, that tracks. Okay, but like this one specifically, who who mentioned the Bondsmith without anyone else bringing up Dalinar? Who said he's talking about Dalinar? There's only the one Bondsmith. There's three Bondsmiths, potentially. There are potentially. three Bondsmiths. Spren, there is one Bondsmith. That we know of. At the moment. At the moment. I'm not convinced that it's necessarily Dalinar. It's only probably most likely Dalinar. But what Dicey and I am in would be near Dalinar, just as an example. Navani. <laughs> yeah. It's Toxandra all over again. That's how that's how Nickley knows that Navani's up to something. That makes perfect sense. You guys, we've been lied to through through character perspective. It's been Kaladin the whole time. He just talked to the others off screen. Is that what this happened? And didn't turn off his like, body's sense of smell. No, like, that's the cause of all his mental issues, is that he's in total denial. Well, if you're not going to tell me about Dicey and I, I mean, then I, I think I'm done here. What would you like to know, Dave? What's their deal? Uh, why, do they wanna, people... why do they need to kill everybody? What's this, uh, what's this? Dicey and I, I mean, recreant sounding. You know we're not going to talk about that. Well, you see, they kill people because bugs are real hungry, and they like dead things. Okay, here's what you know so far, or what you could have put together from what we've read so far. They're made of Kremlings. They have a hive mind. 
and they're that trying weird so they each individual swarm and there are i think 20 of them that are still loyal to the uh the board queen and <laughs> at least 24 because nicholas the 24th swarm i believe uh-huh. so they're each each individual swarm is a hive mind but they Correct. seem they seem to very disagree with each other on a lot of matters well, yes, yeah, they are they are 24 separate hives mind yes so they have a bunch of but, but they're telepathic type as well they have a bunch of kremlin type things where each of the type of kremlin they're made up of has a specialization there's a communication one that allows them to talk to each other Oh, you know what? Maybe uh, Yellow Mason was was in control of that uh, uh, that great shell on the tower, or is it on the tower? It wasn't the tower. It was wherever, like that one really cool fight. That's like Mike's favorite fight with a great shell in the first book. Like maybe that was one of his dudes. Oh, the crumbling that would happen to be there at the time. Well, like the great shell is part of his swarm. The the chasm fiend that had hatched yeah. and fully grown and tried to tried to smush Dalinar, but Dalinar had a glowy suit for a second. Yeah, Chasm Fiend, that's the one I word what's a great shell? Uh great shell is big shell thing. Like it's it's uh, a catch all great great shells are the um like chasm fiends are in the it's like, you know, there's species and families and so I think great shells are the family. Yeah, every chasm fiend is a great shell. I think like most stuff that's bigger than a chull is considered a great shell. But not every great shell is a chasm. Fiend. Nope. Sometimes it's a hog. And sometimes it's a giant island. I should was... point out that they're made up of hordelings. They're called. They just look like Kremlin, but their their things sure. look, are called hordelings. I'm not falling for that. All right. Anything else? Uh, yeah, Dave, you've been talking about doing something related to this podcast and spoiler time. And would you like to give people an update about that? Uh, yes. The, uh, CDDDDP, the Cosmere Deep Dive. Deep Dive Diamond Dallas page? No, Cosmere Deep Dive, Deep Dive, uh, can't, I don't know what the P stands for. But anyway, if you check out my stream, twitch.tv slash crossproduct, and it's, I think what I'll do, I think it's going to be Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, I'll be listening to the old episodes of the Cosmere Deep Dive podcast from the beginning, starting with episode zero and going through Elantris and so forth, and listening, now that I'm finally old enough and mature enough to listen to the spoiler sections of those episodes. I'm gonna go back and find out what you guys all said behind my back. You must and I'm gonna up. record live reactions on my Twitch stream. You must be this tall to listen to the spoiler section. And Dave wore big shoes today. And the fun thing is, Dave, is that you'll very quickly finish Dawnshard probably while you're in the process of doing this. So you just get the plow on through those spoiler time sections too. Yeah, I I'm probably only going to do one. I'm not going to do more than two a week. I'm going to strive to do two a week. Maybe I'll find a different time slot uh, and do two. But uh, for, for now, I'm committing to Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Would you be willing to uh, put a put an announcement in Discord when you do that? Uh, Yes, I can do that. And... So I'll just post to live recording, I guess, in the announcement channel if you give me permission to do that. 
or streaming announcements or yeah any of those do you not have permissions uh i can ping these roles and i can post in the announcements channel so okay then we're good and craig has been slacking on letting people know that he's streaming for for these episodes oh no that was my fault yeah yeah yeah. no 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 i mean it's too late now but i forgot that you know i just got home come on man he's been camping everyone Ugh, i hate camping and yet there i was he's still on fireside time (laughs) but if we're going to be putting announcements in the discord then we should probably tell people how to join the discord tori take it away so you want to visit patreon.com slash Cast, and that's where you're going to find a link to our Discord server. And you don't have to be a member of our Patreon in order to join the Discord server. Um, but it's a lot of fun if you come over here and then you can chat with us and uh, patrons get to listen to us live. And um, so join us. What else do patrons get? Possibly something that we recorded two days ago. Oh, we do bonus episodes. We do bonus episodes about, you know how we're always joking that everything's part of the Cosmere? So now we do uh, podcast episodes about some of those other things that are in the Cosmere. Um, So we've got Superior Sequels, which is where we argue about uh, movies and series and which one is better. Um, And then Dave and I also have started doing some classic literature. We've done Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass so far, and we're going to be moving on to Oz next. All right. Thank you, Tori. Uh, Is everybody, are we done with Dave? I don't have anything else for Dave. I'm done with Dave. Get out of here. We love you, Dave. Bye, Bye. Dave. Dave is gone. Play the thing. This concludes the spoiler-free section of our podcast. If you are, as I am, reading along for the first time, we recommend that you stop listening now, as the following will contain spoilers for not only this book, but for other Cosmere books as well. There may also be general spoilers from any other source material. Spoilers begin now. And now the thing is played. You guys, you guys heard it? The thing that just played? Because it played. I heard it. Oh, sure. Just now. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Just now it, it played. Head. All right, Craig, spoiler time is... All right. Uh, a few things. Uh, one, you guys were having a discussion about Fabriel and about Sprin and bisecting Sprin and using different halves of them and all this other stuff that the sibling would hate because that oh, yeah. is not yeah. Yes. Sibling is, yeah. is very anti-Fabriel. I had to stop myself from mentioning that. It was like, oh, yeah, the Sprinter cut in half. Yeah, and you remember who hates that? No, no, he doesn't remember because <laughs> he hasn't got there. Sorry, Dave. So it's probably not a good thing, uh, given that we've actually seen, like, not knowing anything about the sibling. We do know that the Sprint have, like, a full body existence in the cognitive realm, where little parts of their body will, like, leak through into the physical realm. So you'll see, like, the tongue of one of the creatures happens to be, like, anticipation Sprint or something like that. Um, It just, like, just it leaks through a little bit. So they're basically taking animals and bisecting them parts of their body i don't know i don't know fully what that does to them in the cognitive realm but it can't be good i would have liked to have seen a a cognitive realm portion of a trapped sprint we might get to see that in book five now that we have navani the bondsmith we might get to see what exactly is happening in the cognitive realm oh hey what do you guys think of dave's kind of sort of theory that there is already another bondsmith that somebody has bonded the night watcher because that's the only one left. It's a theory. It's a theory. I don't. I don't think it holds much weight. I'm trying to remember 
um, if we read anything in particular, but it sounds like most of the spren uh, are of the belief that there's only currently one bondsmith. Now, that doesn't mean that's that's true, but I have not picked up any hints that the Night Watcher has a bondsmith yet. I, I don't know. I feel like it's weak. I have Could picked be- up picked up hints that the Night Watcher is creepy and does whatever she wants. <laughs> yeah. That's the question, though. If we don't have a Bondsmith for the Night Watcher yet, it really feels like, okay, this is the big one. This is the final desolation. The true desolation, not the final. The last desolation was a fake desolation. Well, no, it was a real desolation. You guys getting all this? Is this is this clear? Um. Anyway, this Very is clear. the big showdown. You're, we're going to get all three Bondsmiths. This is not up for question. Like, I I would lay money down on the fact that we will eventually have three Bondsmith. Maybe not necessarily all alive at the same time, but all three will operate during this true desolation. So who gets to bond the Night Watcher? Because we have have three people who have had a direct interaction with um, Cultivation. Right. Who would have been, barring all other information, would have been my top candidates for Night Watcher bonding. Yeah. Uh, but they're all spoken for, because they are Dalinar, uh, they are Lyft, and they are Teravangian. And... So is Lyft spoken for? Yeah, she's already another order of Night Radiant. Apparently you that... can be two, but I'm just I'm just not seeing it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That doesn't necessarily mean she can't also become a Bondsmith. It would be a little awkward to be a Bondsmith and also an Edge Dancer. It feels like she's supposed to be the Edge Dancer, but Lyft is also weird. Because she eats and creates investiture, so she already gets like a special asterisk. She has something special to play. The The fact of the matter is, Cultivation took three different people and set pieces in motion, and they each did something, and Lyft so far has done the least of the three. Like, she was important in the next book that we'll read about, because uh, the fact that she can make investiture from eating is is sort of she makes um life flight is that is that what she makes yes she makes life flight right so that that is important and maybe that's what cultivation was going for but i don't know it feels like there's more like if you look at what dalinar has done with the with the cultivation aspect given to uh, not aspect but the the thing that cultivation set up with him and then if you look at Teravangian, that's a huge thing that she set up then you look at Lyft, and it doesn't add up. It's not the same level. So I'm like, there's got to be something more to Lyft. But yeah, you're right. Like, I feel like th- those are the three best quote-unquote candidates, and they're they're already doing something else. It's not Teravangian. It's not Dalinar. Absolutely. Lyft? I could make an argument for Lyft being a Bondsmith, but like you said, she's also already an edge dancer, and I do think it's a weak case. So that means we have to get somebody else is there anyone else that we've seen on screen that might have some sort of connection to the the Night Watcher and mysteries and that sort of thing? Um, I mean, there's the guy who every member of his family went to go visit the Night Watcher, but I don't feel like he's important. I feel like we should be looking at, like, Lyft's group of characters around her, and that's why I'm putting my money on Arklo. Arklo's Arklo. The Sleepless from Lyft's. Oh! Oh! Interesting. What about Gox? I don't know that Gox is going to ever get the opportunity to go visit the the valley. Well, a sleepless being a bot, that would actually be sort of cool. So, here on August 21st, 2022, (laughs) Mike's calling Arklo as the third bondsman. Or, 
not necessarily the third, the specifically the Night Watcher Bondsmith. I don't even know if Sleepless can bond spren. No idea. But yeah, calling that. Where would they put it? <laughs> well, I'm like, you know, there's the gem hearts and you connect it to your soul and like Oh, they can they can just make a hordling that whose specific purpose is to be a soul. Yep. Okay. So uh I did want to talk about the sleepless a little bit. And all what's his name? Yella Mason, he's the first. He's the one who is not from Roshar natively, and he traveled. But all of the other sleepless that are mentioned that are part of his group, so the 24, he's one of the 24. The other 23 were created on Roshar from his hordlings, and, you know, they evolved over time in whatever it is that they do. So he obviously shouldn't be a candidate, but there's a chance the other sleepless could be because... Technically, they were created on Roshar, so they might they, they need to have some sort of connection. So, Oh, uh, regarding my earlier question to Dave about whether or not the Sleepless was hanging around Dalinar, I'm thinking not, because like they explicitly say that Nickly is the best of them at pretending to be a human, and Nickly sucks at pretending to be human. <laughs> yep. Uh, as you put in the spoiler discussion, any thoughts the Sleepless needing some lessons from the Chandra? The Conjurer are really good at what they do. The Sleepless are not. Right, so step one is for a Sleepless to spot a Chandra. So, I don't Can think we that's not, happening. Though? Can we not do that? I don't know if this is necessarily a good thing. I mean, the Sleepless are doing something important in that they're protecting the Dawn Shards, but, yeah, maybe they do need lessons. Maybe that's an okay thing to give them lessons. Anyway, Ooh, I, wait, I, wait, I don't... Wait, wait, could a Chandra pretend to be a sleepless like because they wouldn't be able to they would have to eat all the bugs like there wouldn't be a body like there's no skeleton there right like yeah i don't know that a chandra could recreate that sort of body right and by that i mean combination I, I think of they bodies could, yeah i think i think they can maybe make it look like they're made up of different pieces like they have different cracks in them but it wouldn't actually be separate pieces and and like you said there's no bones so they have nothing to take a structure around yeah basically it would be like take some random person's skeleton and then give yourself like the face tattoos of nickley and then you just sort of move from there it wouldn't be a great fit so i mean the fact that they could talk to each other it's very clear that they know amongst themselves if they're actually a real you know sleepless or not so you can't hide among the sleepless but you can make other people to what you know yeah that's what, what i meant on. like there's no way they could pretend and fool asleep, but yeah. I just wondered if they could recreate one. Um, I did want to ask Tori if you had any thoughts to who the Night Watchers person could be. No. Okay. I mean, I don't really either. I think Mike I mean, has the best. Yeah, Mike's Mike's idea is good. My my only other thought would be uh, lift, but if something happened to Wendell, like we've seen that uh, the fused now have a way of killing sprint oh i don't want to see that oh that would be sad yeah, i don't either but that's my only theory okay um but going back into the the thing i brought up with the the sleepless and how they operate so there's 24 sleepless on roshar 20 of them are part of the same group that work together with yella mason who's who's one of those 20 uh he is the first one that arrived on roshar as i mentioned the rest of which were created after he arrived on roshar 
Um, and we already met Arklo, who is one of the 24, but he is not one of the ones that actually works with him. He is a rogue, the term for that is, but he's doing his own thing. He defies Yellow Mason. He is a strong, independent sleepless who don't need no communication with the other hive minds. Yeah. So um, we, of course, will learn a little bit more about them in this book. So I don't want to go too much into it. Hopefully I didn't spoil anything for Dave. Because I'm not sure if he knows that they're made up of different pieces that do things. That might be something we find out later on. But it's no, not really they, they specifically talk about that in this chapter. Okay, I didn't get the chance to read these chapters, so I wasn't sure. And I thought we got a basic rundown on that when Arklo was... Okay. Um, the other thing is talking about Contra is something that we do need to keep an eye out for, is that we know that there's some Contra floating around in Roshar somewhere. And they're probably attached to important people, because why wouldn't they be? Um, now, I don't see anything about this in the Copper Mine wiki, so maybe I'm just off base, but... Honestly, I think Ardents in general are a really good candidate for a Chandra because they shave their head. And we know hair is really hard for Chandra to imitate. Now, of course, they just use the hair on the body that they they digest. So it's not like it's not like a, this is definitely it. But I just feel like Ardents are a little bit easier because they have access to all these important people and they could just sort of be in the background. Um, and so I asked in the spoiler chat, like, any thoughts to Rushu? being a chandra and i don't see anything about this so i don't know if like i'm the first to come up with this or have just already been disproven or what i don't know about rushu because rushu is very scatterbrained and like it could just be a chandra pretending to be scatterbrained but that or, would be hard that or would it be could hard. be a chandra legitimately being scatterbrained right because the nice thing about them operating on, on Rochar is that they can have their own personality. They don't necessarily have to imitate. And I think with Seized being the one who gives them suggestions, controls them, uh, they're less about spies like operating amongst themselves and trying to fake being people that they digest and more spying on what's happening on different systems in the Cosmere, which is what but, I think they've become. So if Rushu is a Chandra, she definitely does not have the blessing of presence. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just want us to keep an eye out. Like, I, I bring up the discussion now uh, because we should be looking at all the people sort of in the background and think about what if they are a Chandra. Now, I believe there is a Chandra. I think we talked about this before. There's a Chandra in the diagram. Like, that. that is definitely, there is a Chandra in the diagram. I believe I we, we settled on um, Taravanchian's bodyguard who doesn't have eyebrows. Yeah, so they're around there. They're out there. Keep an eye out, guys. All right, I think that's all I have for support. Yeah, I don't really have anything else this week except my awesome theory about Arklo becoming a Bondsmith. That's your name. I like it. Oh, Craig, you were supposed to remember something about why the shadows go the other way in Shadesmar. Uh, Mike, <laughs> I don't know. I told you I'll mention it if I ever remember it. It was such a good... The thing is, it bugs me because... I had such a good thought about it. I'm like, I need to talk about this. This makes so much sense. And now it's like, I don't remember. I know someone in, in chat mentioned, could it be, uh, could the sun that we see actually be the spiritual realm? Which I think might be related to the thought I had. But uh, there was there was something about the shadows in particular that it just clicked for me. Hey, if you want to harass Craig about a, <laughs> a, a theory he had and didn't elaborate on, 
go ahead and follow what Tori said earlier and join our Discord. It's the best way to harangue us about things that we didn't follow up on that we promised to. Or have discussions about it, because it's not just our theories, as in us recording the podcast. It's our whole collective group. You guys who happen to join our Discord and everything, we, we, we theorycraft. It's fun. Yeah, I I read literally everything that's posted except in two channels that I have muted. With one of which is Final Fantasy Record Keeper that I don't think anyone's done anything with in like three years, and the other is Secret Books because I would like to remain unspoiled. Final Fantasy Record Keeper is going away. They what? they had their their end of service announcement. No. So, yeah, it's ending at the end of September. I was so. thinking about playing it again because I'm like, man, it's been such a long time. That's sad. But I've but, just been like powering through all the end game stuff so I can say I beat it before it went away. Aside from those two channels, I read every single thing that anyone posts in any channel. Every single thing. I can't speak for Craig or Tori or Dave, but I read all of it. I read all of it. I also read all of it. The I will say I'm on a lot of Discord channels. But ours, the Cosmo Deep Dive podcast Discord, I make sure I check it every day and read all the new posts. That's like, one of the ones I do. Like a good host. Yeah, this is our thing. So I do that on that, and I do that on my personal Discord, and that's mostly it. And Dave's. I actually keep up on Dave's Discord. If Dave is reading every post, then he's in trouble because there's a whole section he's not supposed to be able to see. <laughs> He he might read all the posts that he can see. Channels he. All right, I feel like we've done an episode. Yeah. All okay. Right. All right. Bye, everybody. Good night, bye. Internet. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at @CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is "Traveling Made Up Continents" by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.